0: Hi everyone, this is Leslie Keith. I'm President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Amber O'Hearn from our Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2019. Amber has been using a plant-free way of eating called carnivore for over 10 years, ever since she found that removing plants from her diet allowed her to manage intractable depression and bipolar disorder. In this excerpt, Catherine Sayo and I are chatting with Amber about different aspects of a plant-free diet, including its impact on autoimmune diseases, connective tissue disorders, leaky gut, and electrolyte balance. There is one researcher in lipedema that believes that lipedema might actually come to known as a connective tissue disorder. And I think you had spoke earlier about how carnivore may be a really good option for people who have autoimmune disorders. Can you talk about that a little bit, about how this might be useful?
1: Yes, we don't really know the mechanisms. People have some different ideas and I can go into that, but when I first started this carnivore diet and I was hanging out online with other people doing it, one of the things that people were finding to their surprise was that their autoimmune conditions were either completely going away or partially being relieved. So we had a lot of people who would say, hey, you know what, I just realized I haven't used my inhaler for two weeks, or I no longer am having joint pain with my arthritis, that kind of thing. So there were all these surprise issues that were clearing up that were often autoimmune in nature. So some people think that the reason has to do with intestinal permeability. So the lining of your gut is supposed to be protecting you from You know, it's supposed to tell anything that's coming through my body. Is this something I want to take in and make part of me? Or is this something I need to get rid of? And there's always a little bit of both things you need and things you don't. In people with autoimmune diseases, there's definitely a correlation between having an autoimmune disease and having intestinal permeability, which means you're letting too many things in and some of the things aren't supposed to be there. And if you're in that position then those chemicals that we talked about with plants that are defense chemicals can pass into the bloodstream and cause damage in a way that they might not if your gut barrier were working better.
0: So you're talking about what is known as leaky gut, that permeability leaks out waste product into the tissue itself. Can you talk about that a little? Yes, so leaky gut,
1: the cells that are lining your intestines, they're supposed to be held tightly together and they're only supposed to let in certain things, let in nutrients and keep out toxins and pathogens. And if if there's something going on that's making the cells not adhere so well, for whatever reason, it can be bacterial infection or it can just be from trauma or it can be a persistent thing with many different origins, then that means more toxins from your food, or results of bacterial interactions can get into your bloodstream, and then you're going to have an immune response, which is going to be responding to tissue damage that's happening throughout your body as those things get into different parts of the body where they're not supposed to be. So for example, if you had some kind of toxin getting into your joints and it's damaging the tissue, then you've got inflammatory and immune responses that are going to take those tissues away because they're not functional anymore. And that's a little bit like your immune system eating you, which is therefore the auto part of autoimmune. But you're right that connective tissue disorders are one class of autoimmune. I have heard some positive anecdotes about connective tissue. In fact, my ex-husband himself seemed to have some connective tissue symptoms. He had Raynaud's in his feet, and he had some gastrointestinal problems and some psoriasis, which are not maybe directly connective tissue, but are often comorbid with them. And those things cleared up when he tried a carnivore diet, which was really surprising to us and interesting.
0: Can we talk a little bit about electrolytes? Because um, especially at the beginning of going low carb and on that spectrum heading towards carnivore, a lot of people have trouble with electrolytes. But now I'm starting to wonder, is this an ongoing issue or was it really just initially that we have to make sure that we get a plenty of salt and magnesium and potassium? Or does that kind of balance itself out after you've been doing this for 10 years? Do you have to worry about your electrolytes so much anymore?
1: That's also an interesting question. So definitely I find that when I'm going into deeper ketosis, I seem to have a deeper need for electrolytes as evidenced by getting cramps in my feet in the night. But, and I think some people seem to go through a second keto adaptation when they or something like that when they go carnivore. And so there may be a need for electrolytes then. For the most part, I think it's not dangerous to take them and it can be a bit of a you know, a security thing, like I might as well take electrolytes and make sure I'm getting enough because it's better to have too many than too little, except potassium can sometimes be dangerous. But just in terms of what I've found observationally is that my salt intake has gone down. Well, I hesitated in saying that because when I first tried a carnivore diet, I took away the salt as part of taking away the spices, even though it's not a plant. And I found that I quickly lost my taste for salty food. And I never really started eating salt again. So now even 10 years later, I find bacon to be usually too salty unless I have it mixed with bites of something else. And salt on food, if I go to a a brazilian steakhouse for example they often salt their meat very highly and i'll eat it but i can definitely tell that it's very salty and many other carnivores that i've talked to even if they didn't start by eliminating salt have found that they've gradually lost their taste for it i don't know why this is i've been speculating about it a lot one of the things that i think is possibly that it has to do with electrolyte balances and if you're eating a lot of plants, maybe they are, for example, creating a kind of imbalance that's requiring more salt on an ongoing basis to balance out the potassium or magnesium that's in those plants. But as I said, I'm just I'm just really speculating. <laughs> it's an interesting question because I know that in the keto world, a lot of people have said that they started feeling a lot better when they lost their fear of salt and started taking a lot more salt. Some people that I know even specifically will mix salt into their water or even just eat it out of the palms of their hands just to get enough and then they definitely feel better that way and i just don't see that kind of report as much or as commonly in the carnivore world and it, it's really interesting
0: Thank you, Amber. Just an information-packed interview that we did with you. It was so wonderful. And I'm so excited to tell everybody that Amber is going to be our keynote speaker at our upcoming virtual symposium, our post-symposium workshop that's going to be on the carnivore diet. We're, of course, going to have our Ketogenic Revolution for Lipoedema and Lymphedema virtual symposium that's going to be held April 29 and 30. I have an incredible lineup of speakers for that and then on may 1st sunday right after the symposium we'll have our post symposium workshop all on the carnivore diet and how it can be used for lymphedema and lipidema amber oharmer will be our keynote speaker so to find out more you can go follow the link that is here with this flash briefing, and it is learn.lipedema slash keto revolution 2022. You can go there to learn more and to register. And I'd really like to give a big thank you to all of you who are our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify. Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplify.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.